Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. I wrote the new three R's in education, respect, responsibility, and relationships, 15 years ago. At the time, it was difficult for teachers, parents, and administrators to buy into this philosophy. With the events over the past many years, I believe that this book has more meaning now than ever. I'll be sharing chapters of this book during the next 10 episodes of Anti-Bullying 101 with commentary and ask that you take a good hard look at the state of society, education, and our culture and consider what you hear and use the philosophy to facilitate change. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. We're in the um, process of covering the new three R's in education, a book that I wrote 15 years ago that dealt with some of the difficulties that we were experiencing then, and I'm going to be covering Chapter 3 today. And we're going to be taking a look as we go through this book, and I'm going to be offering commentary about how things have begun to deteriorate. I almost felt like I had a crystal ball when I wrote this book. And now as I continue to go over it and read it, some of the things that have happened since the writing of this book have just seemed to expand and have gotten worse. And the philosophy was very difficult for people to accept back then, but I do believe that now with the results of the some of the events in the past few years, people now can really wrap their head around what I'm, what I'm talking about. And we're going to be looking at Chapter 3. And the question that we have here is, whatever happened to respect and responsibility? We all know that it's worse now than it was if you're 40 years old. You know that it's worse now than it was, say, 20 years ago. But whatever happened to it? Where did it go? Why do kids believe that they can do certain things and get away with things and be disrespectful? And my answer to this is is very basic. 
In today's society, children learn at a very early age that they can say and do almost anything they want and get away with it. That's what's happening right now, and it was happening 15 years ago as well. And it's something that we have to take a good hard look at because in reality, the consequences that we are imposing are not working. Life is based on a system of gain and loss. We all have to ask ourselves before we engage in some activity or say certain things, what am I going to gain and what am I going to lose? The problem with kids today is the loss is not great enough. School has their basic consequences. It could be a detention, a phone call home, in-school suspension, could be a Saturday school, could be an out-of-school suspension. None of those work anymore. They don't stop the behavior. The consequence is something that should stop disrespect and irresponsibility. And kids are also keenly aware that if they put up a big enough stink that their parents are going to give in and give them their way. You know, if they have a tantrum, if they start to scream, if they start to, you know, get pouty, if they start to argue, they use their behavior to wear parents down and they probably can use it in school as well. So by the time a kid has finished what's called the terrible twos, sometimes parents have already lost control of the child's behavior and just walking through the, the kid through a store can be a nightmare. So what is the problem? Why do so many young children enter school and think that it's okay to throw tantrums or have serious problems with compliance and respect? Why do so many children simply refuse to do what their teacher tells them to do just because they don't feel like doing it? Believe it or not, believe it or not, society, society has a lot to do with this. And society may need to be held partly responsible for these children who enter school with this confrontational attitude that has teachers wringing their hands and wondering, what am I going to do with this child? The faulty theories and philosophies that have come out of our educational institutions, along with permissive ideologies, of so of the these are people who are so-called child-rearing gurus have promoted the idea that children need to be respected more than they need to be compliant and that the ground is level to put it plainly we're now supposed to ask our children if they want to do things rather than tell them what to do we don't make a demand we ask a question and once a demand is made, if, it, if the demand is not followed through on, a consequence needs to be imposed. This idea, respect, is something that grows out of compliance. If kids do what they're told to do, then the respect comes. Then I can start asking you questions. But that may not happen until you're eight or nine years old. 
The idea that we should take a young child and ask them what they want to do or where do they want to go or who do they want to play with. The idea that we ask these, or what do you want to wear, we ask these questions is ridiculous. People in society seem to have etched in their mind over the last 40 years that children should have a choice when it comes down to what they say and what they do. And they have now, we are at the point now where children become used to questions like, what do you want for dinner? What do you want to wear? We're going out now, okay? Same thing in school. We're going to do page, uh, turn to page three in your math book, okay? Which four problems do you want to work on? You can work on the ones you want. Choice is earned, and I'm going to cover that further down the road in this book. This is something that needs to stop. We need to make a demand, not ask a question. In school, you may even say you can sit down or get out of the room. The choice is yours. That's not a choice you want a child to make because where do you want to keep them? In the room. Children don't need choices. They need direction. And believe it or not, they want to be told what to do. So giving a child a directive produces security in the mind of the child. In other words, there's no way out here. This is what I have to do. But when the choice gets placed in front of them, you can sit down or get out of the room, they lose that security of knowing what the right thing to do is, and that's to stay in the room. That's the behavior that we need to teach. We don't need to teach them that they can walk away from an issue or a problem or a confrontation. They need to stay there. It makes the child aware that the teacher or the parent is in charge and that there's only one way to do things, and that's, e that's the adult's way. The ground is not level. There is a pecking order in terms of adults and children. And adults are in charge, children take orders. That's the way it works. You have one chief and you could have many Indians, but the bottom line is there is one person in charge. There's one principal, there's one teacher, there's one parent, there's one fire chief, there's one police chief. Those people are in charge and they run things. And if a child gets the idea that they can have a say in just about everything. That's the attitude they'll take with them as adults, and they're in for a rude awakening when they start a job and they have a boss. Choices produce insecurity, and at times confusion. Young children do not have enough knowledge. They don't have the knowledge built into their brain that allows them to understand how to make correct choices. And once the choices are given,
And at times, they're not going to like them. The struggles begin. You sit at a table. What do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? Or what's for dinner? Good food. Do you want broccoli, string beans, Brussels sprouts, or do you want corn? I don't want any of them. Now you got a problem. Do you want to do questions one, three, and five, or two, four, and six? I don't want to do any of them. When we tell them what to do, we're far better off than when we ask them what to do. Stop asking questions, and we're going to get to this in, in future chapters, and start giving commands. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I thank you as my loyal listeners for continuing to listen to this show. The show cannot go on without your help. I am going to be putting a donate button in the episode description. I ask that you click on it and donate. One, two, three, five, whatever you can afford to help keep this show afloat. Donating is important to us. I ask that you please take a look at the Bullyproof Classroom website. That will be there as well for you to take a look at it. There's products there. There's courses there. And schools can take them as a group. Purchase orders are accepted. So please take the time to take a look at some of the products that are very usable for you as a teacher and maybe even as a parent and take a look at the courses that you can use for professional development credit. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. Thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I'm in New Jersey, and all I can tell you is it's raining like crazy here right now. But don't ever forget, don't ever forget that we all carry our own weather around with us. Have a good day, everybody.